Hello and welcome to this new episode of Business in Madrid and English, where we talk with different people about business in Madrid and their English, trying to find for you a role model. Unfortunately, I forgot to talk with our guest of today about English, uh, so that will be something for the next episode again. But I do believe that this is an interesting topic. We talk about time management, and very quickly, actually, the conversation turns into time wasting. So we talk about things like what are the biggest time wasters at work, and how do we start controlling those time wasters? How do we take control of our own time? I speak about this with Stephanie Stechaus. She is a consultant about on time management in Madrid, of course, and she will explain us. Uh, all these little things in our conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Please share it with people. Give us a comment, like it, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Here we go. Welcome to a uh, new podcast of the business, new episode of the Business in Madrid in English podcast. I have to look like this because I always still turn it around. Today with 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 Stephanie. Yeah. Thank you, and uh, thank you for inviting me here. Thank you for coming. It's an absolute pleasure having you here. Likewise. Um, first, introduce yourself a little bit. Yeah, so I'm Stephanie. Um, I'm uh, the founder and uh, the certified coach from Just Know How Coaching. And I am from Holland, like you. And I live here in Madrid and I work mainly as a time management and mindset coach to get entrepreneurs and leaders really take control over their minds and time. All right, which I can imagine is a very interesting challenge. Definitely, definitely here in uh, Spain. Uh -huh. um, we as Dutch people are really, I think when we were all let, already a little baby, used to do everything on time and planning and uh, just really be organized. And here in Spain, I'm not saying that they're not organized or not doing things on time, but you do definitely see a difference than how yeah. we are organized and doing things on time. Uh, so in here, it's it's a challenge, <laughs> but it's also fun because they really need it. They think they don't need it. So yeah. a lot of times when I talk to business owners or entrepreneurs, they're like, no, I'm doing fine. And I just ask a couple of simple questions and they're like, but why do you need to do that? Oh yeah, don't yeah. Oh, that's I can what imagine. You do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So and, yeah. And I guess that's everywhere, not just here in Spain. Not here in Spain. It's you see it everywhere. Uh, so wherever you go, people think they have their time all over control, under yeah. control, but all right. no, 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 it doesn't happen. All right. So what I'm curious about mainly to start this off as well is how do you get into this type of coaching? Um. I was always, when I was studying in, in Amsterdam, I was already the annoying classmate. Oh, on which university did you go to? At uh, the University of Applied Sciences, the HVA. HVA, there's a Hogeschool from Amsterdam. From Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah, it's a different education system here in Spain. Yes. So, so it's a step below university. Yeah, they call it university here, but it's like step below the university. Yeah. So yeah. you've got a bachelor's degree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was already the annoying classmate over there. Like I wanted to plan everything out when we did projects together with the class. And I was like, no, you need to do this. And we need to have this much time for that part. And blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I always really love to work with time management. 
So after I started to um, help people with it and I started to have some jobs where I could mentor people and I really loved it. So I started to, um, to get, well, to read more about neuroscience, to read more yeah. on psychology and to really study that. So I was like, okay, I want to do more with this. And then I came into the neuro-linguistic programming, yeah. NLP coaching. So I studied that and I got certified in that. So I really started to do more around human being. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to combine the neuroscience and the time management um, things that I already knew and taught myself also with other books and courses to combine it to really help people get control over their time, not only by understanding how to do it, but also understanding how their brain works. Okay, so so you said something in between there, which quite quickly you skipped over. We Dutch people are already known for being strict with time. Yeah. And in your, at university, you were the neurotic one in class. Yes. All right. So, so you've always had that in you. Time has always been of the of yeah. essence. Yeah, I was always like I never loved to waste my time. If we were in, for example, if we had something at school that we needed to listen to or to go to for yeah. an assignment, and then I was really like, but why did it did this took an hour like we could have done this in 30 minutes why mm-hmm. they are having these small talks over here and i was always like why are you wasting my time i could have done so much more in here so i was already like and telling them like could you not organize it better next time yeah. so that people can do it differently so i was already since small child actually i think i was already annoying with time when i was five but this sounds more than time management. This already sounds like efficiency management to me yeah. as well. Yeah. Because it, you said wasting my stop wasting my time. That yeah. has a lot to do with efficiency. Yeah, time management for me is really uh, working smarter, efficient, and effective. So mm-hmm. it's really um, thinking about how you can use your time better to do more, but feel less overwhelmed and yeah. just feel more structured, but also to think about other people. Like, how do I not waste time of the other people? Yeah. And that we both get the same results, but we do it ordered. All right. Okay. That's, I mean, because I don't know what people generally think about with time management. Like, like having a good planning is one thing. Yeah. Um, I can plan my, my my email writing really well, and I can reorder my inbox all day long. Still wasted a ton of time, right? Yes. Yes. Time management, a lot of people think that it's having a daily planning and know, know exactly what they need to do the rest of the day, like having a to-do list, but that's much more. It's yeah. like... You need to have a daily planning or weekly planning. Depends a little bit on, on the work you do. I remember that post. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really important. Most people always think like you need to have a daily plan, but you can have a weekly planning because if you're an actor, a daily planning is not gonna work. But a mm-hmm. weekly planning will. Yeah. So definitely have that. But it's also about having your head empty. So it's also about getting everything out of your head. It's also organize your email as you're saying but always in a structured way so Mm -hmm. it goes automatically so you don't need to do that daily it's about how to prioritize and it's about understanding which tasks you don't need to do at all because you're just wasting your time and it's a much more than just knowing to make it how to make a daily planning 
Um, a lot of the things that I now hear you saying, which I think are really interesting and amazing, um, I just keep on hearing four-hour work week in my head over and over and over again. You know the book, I yes, assume. Yes, yes. Who doesn't? It's amazing. Um, so things like Pareto Principle, Parkinson's Law, those are the main ones in that book. Yeah. I mean, what other... Think we're really getting into the details already, uh, but what other things don't people usually think about? Well, they they think that a lot of things that they are doing, and that's what they what I see most of the time that the small things they are working on are mm -hmm. very important to achieve the big goals. Yeah. And that is where a lot of people always are wasting the time on, and that is actually the Pareto principle. Like, yeah you work on so many tasks that are not going to give you the result and that is a lot of time for example people spend so much time on creating that good video for instagram or linkedin or what kind of social media they're yeah. so busy on creating a well and then they put it out there and then they're like oh but i've wasted like three hours on that video and i don't get the result like that because they forget to also see the real priority and that is where is my audience? What does my audience need? How yeah. do I need to communicate it? Yeah. So really making the marketing plan. So they're wasting too much time on the things that are not going to have any effect because they don't spend enough time on the priorities. And that is yeah. something I help people see about what is really your priority and what's not. All right. And I see that is happening most of the time. So you make people see, let's say, the 80% of work they're doing that is not um, leading them towards what they want to achieve. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a fact that we only work three hours efficient in a day. In a so day. I want to them to see and understand that those three hours are mostly in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's you need to follow that truth through the rest of the day and how they can do it. And that's yeah. the biggest challenge most of the time is letting them understand that they need breaks, that they need to stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And that they really need to go for a walk and do something else to be more productive the rest of the afternoon. So I really help them to see how they can be productive the whole day and what they need to skip. Because you give trainings. Um, so, I mean, we're now talking about this, but you do this at companies as well. Is it too easily, <clears throat> is it too easy to say that after a training with you, people can extend those three hours of real productivity into five? If they really do the work, yeah, they, they can make it a full day of an efficient work day. Like but eight hours. Eight hours stuff. But you really need to do the work. I can give so many training as people want. People can follow my courses. Yeah. But if they don't do the work, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So what I see the people who really do the work, they notice a big difference after one week because it still needs time to implement. One week already. And yeah, because it's you need. Quick. Well, yeah. If you, it's, you need to get used to things and, and stuff. So after one week, they see the first results. After a month. It's become a habit, so then it becomes easier. But if you really do the work and the simple things that I tell you to do, because it's all simple, it's just yeah. simple steps you need to follow, but okay. it's just really pushing yourself to change. 
And then you can already see very quick results. This is, uh, I mean, people like to consume information and not actually do something with it. And yeah. that's something you you run up against as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my trainings, they cannot go in with a laptop or anything. They need to write it down because you remember it better if mm -hmm. you write it down. Yeah. Um, so people need to write it down. They cannot use their phone or type it because then it's like not even noticing it like you only notice it if you really write it down and then you understand why, why is that our brain works that way if, okay because if we physically write it down then yeah. we see it coming on the paper we're really working so our brain is working with everything we're writing on yeah so then it's almost for 60 percent that it really sticks with us if we do it on a computer it's way less so that's why i always say if you need to study or if you want to learn something new so I also open with my training always with this. You need to write it down. Otherwise, right. you wasted your, uh, not only your time, but also your money. Wow. Um, that's really interesting because I would guess that most people actually just show up with a laptop. Yeah. Like, and then they go, tell me. Yeah, always with the laptop. And they're like, yeah, but I don't have anything to write it down. So, well, I do. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Okay. And, and, and so, I mean, one of the things that we touched upon already is the Pareto Principle. I mentioned the Parkinson's Law. Um, Parkinson's Law states something like um, the amount of time you have to have for a job will be consumed whatever happens. So yeah. if the job becomes longer, um, you will need more time. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because you said... Um, and, and this might be my interpretation. You said the small things don't don't work, or people are concerned with the small things and not with the big picture. But if I if I would apply Parkinson's law, then if I have a big project, then I would have to break it up in smaller parts yeah. and give me very short deadlines. Does that yeah. work? Yeah, that's true. And you always need to do that. So. When I said the small things, it's not like breaking down your big goal because you should break down everything step by step. Yeah. But more the small things, like you can't work on the small things if you haven't worked on the big picture yet. Okay. So you first need to create a frame yeah. and then you start breaking it down and see what is important. For example, if you want to write a book yeah. and you say, okay, I want to write a book by 2020. So you need to break that all down. So that is that works super because you're not getting overwhelmed if you do so so mm -hmm. this this law is very important but the thing is you cannot start already thinking about the cover of your book and what photo you want to put on your book like the small things if you haven't even thought about who is my publisher what who's gonna edit my book who um what's the book about yeah where do i do I, in which language do i want to write it <laughs> and how many pages am i going to write it in and yeah, 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 can yeah, i yeah. even write it myself or do i need help so those are the things that are way more more important that you first need to break down mm -hmm. before you start on the nice fun small things so i mean we spoke a little bit about the most what I, I mean, as as somebody who's ignorant on the topic, let's be honest, uh, I, I think the most two the two most practical rules already. Uh, but what other uh, laws, ideas, co concepts can people apply in in their man in their time management 
for me, the most important thing that's also always what David Allen says, like for the writer of the Get It Done um, book, and he's really mm -hmm. all into time management, is like you you don't have it's not that you don't have enough time, but you just don't have enough space in your head. Explain so. That. That, that actually means that people are always complaining about I don't have enough time, I just can't do it. And it's like when I hear that, I'm like, stop it. It's not true. You have enough time, but you just don't have enough space. It means like your head is over full, you're thinking about too many things that, mm -hmm. that of course, if you're so overwhelmed in your head, you don't see a moment to take the time and to do something yeah. else. And that is, for me, one of the, the assignments that I really love to do is the brain dump. I write about it a lot of times on LinkedIn also. Yeah. And that, for me, is besides using a lot of rules and frameworks that work, mm -hmm. is the brain dump something for me that's always, if I teach that to people, that change their... Uh, what do you call it? The brain... Brain dump. Brain dump. Yes. Right. Dumping your brain out. <laughs> so, is it like spring cleaning? <laughs> yeah, spring cleaning in your head. Yeah, I love that one. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to steal it. All right, yeah. go ahead. All right, so so because uh, um, I sometimes hear people saying, uh, um, uh, it's not that you don't have time, it's that you don't have your priorities straight. Exactly. Is that connected as well? It's connected, yeah. Okay. Because if you don't know what you want to do, and if you don't have space to think about what you want to do, mm -hmm. you're never going to figure it out. So with the brain dump, you're literally dumping everything that's flying around in your head. Yeah. And then you will find out everything you're thinking about, and then you have the option to really see your priorities okay. and understanding like, what is it that I want? Mm -hmm. And that is something, if you don't know what you want, and if you don't find it really interesting or important, then you don't have time. How is a brain dump different from a brainstorm? Brainstorming is you most of the time do it with other people. Uh, oh. You can do it alone, but it's and it's more to the, most of the time about a specific topic. Like I want to know more about this, so let's brain dump on how we can do it. Yeah. But a brain dump is really you do it yourself. You lock yourself up for one hour. Mm -hmm. No one can disturb you, and you're just writing everything that comes in your mind. Even like Random. buying new socks and doing the groceries, yeah. up to really hiring a new person or firing that person or paying the salary or doing a marketing plan. Like really from the household things up to your business or entrepreneurial right. project. So basically, at the end of that hour as you say you would have a list of your thoughts mapped out yes and then you can start the process of picking out the important parts yeah then, then you have a whole list so you're going to categorize it because of course you need to organize your thoughts if yeah. you want to have good time management you need to organize so i always say organize it in family house and work organize mm -hmm. everything in there and then it's time to really say okay what's most important and what it's going to take me only 10 minutes or less. Those things I'm going to do directly because they're taking up so much space in my head, but yeah. they're like small things that I can do directly right now. All right. So the chinos downstairs and my pair of socks, 10 minutes is easy. Exactly. Yeah. I can do that right now. <laughs> or email, responding to an email that you've already needed to do for a week. Yeah. It's just going to take you two minutes. Just respond. Just do it right now and it's done. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Although. 
I, I love, and this then comes from from the the four hour work week, scheduling that scheduling your email at certain moments throughout the day. Yes. It's a good one, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. This is well, actually, almost everything that Tim Ferriss is saying. I I'm in love with that guy. He's yeah. he's amazing. Like he's the top of working efficient. Sometimes he goes really overboard, but that's it's really good. Wh- when? Well, with really just he sometimes just looks one day a week on his email when yeah. he's on holiday or Monday something. Monday morning, 10 o'clock. And, yeah, and then I'm like, that's like you need to do it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. And with scheduling your email, definitely. Like I always talk about this when I do the trainings. Yeah. I tell them how to communicate with your email because we're also wasting a lot of time with writing emails, how they can do go much faster. Is email the biggest time waster? Yes, yes. We, we lose too much uh too much time on, on average how much time do people waste on their email well it's around forty-one thousand hours a year Forty-one thousand. i'm not quick with math now i i have written down in in my training sheet because i always forget like the real numbers but it's almost around in a week you can almost say that the half of your day you are wasting on your email half of a day every day yeah, more or less. That's 20, 20 hours a week yes. of time wasted on... On email, and you're actually doing nothing. You're not sending the correct emails. You're you're sending an email because you want someone else to do something, but you're mm-hmm. not giving the full information, so that e- a person is emailing you back again with a question, then you are saying something again, but then it's still not... And it goes on and on like this, yeah, or it's not clear, or you're sending an email that didn't need to go to that person, and then you wasted your time again. So with, we're going too many times of our day on our email while we don't yeah. even need to be there, and we're wasting while we're writing it. In, so planning your email is definitely... In other words, if people send you an email, they're not going to get a response directly because you've got it planned out. Yes. Of course. I only look at my email in the morning or in the afternoon. So two hours a day. Two hours a day? Yeah. So you spend, uh, if I understand that correctly, you spend an hour on your email. You spend one hour in the morning and one hour in the afternoon. Yes. Which saves you a lot ton of time. Uh-huh. And then, of course, I mean, the, the kind of business you're in, it makes it easier to plan your sessions around checking your email yeah exactly so for our listeners and viewers if you know when you are going to check your email your meeting is going to be able mm-hmm. you know you can plan it around that yeah go behind it yeah. what what is so email is absolutely the number one flying colors the biggest time waster what is yeah. the second uh meetings meetings yes definitely in companies and i see that a lot of times here in also, I've worked also in Spanish companies myself yeah. who are starting to do trainings, but I also see it when I talk with CEOs of uh, companies or the HR directors, and I ask them, can I have a look at your agenda for the meetings for the employees? It's shocking. It's Why? not Why? only in Spain, like in every country. but Yeah, some countries are more extreme than other ones. It's, it's like they need to have a meeting about everything, like okay. directly an hour. And people, most of the time, what I see in their agendas have two hours or three hours a day, simple three hours a day for a meeting. And it's 
not necessary. And if you ask the employees, was this meeting necessary? No. Did you say that to your manager or your boss? No, you know, he wants it. But it's just so many meetings can just be said in an email. So in other words, um, uh, because I love listening to, I mean, I've got, we're, we've got our own, but I love listening as well. Gary V. Gary V, yeah. The seven minute meeting is real, he says. Yes. You, you actually advise people to have seven minute meetings? I would, well, seven minutes, if it, it depends on the topic. But I would say maximum an hour yeah. a week. Just do one. A week? Yeah, just don't do more. And if you need it more, then stick it to 30 minutes. If you need daily a meeting, 30 minutes or less. Wow. Uh, because it's not, most of the times it's not necessary. When I worked at a pretty big e-commerce company here in Spain, I was literally in meetings every day thinking, why am I here? Yeah. Like this, you could easily email me this. And so it's an email, uh, it's a meeting to explain all kinds of information. Yeah, so my, so many things explains or email or meetings that you are, uh, this doesn't even apply to my market. Why am I here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those things. And then, yeah, but then it could be interesting for you. No, I will decide if it's interesting for me. I'm wasting my time here now. I could have been on a call with a client. So, so you're not only wasting your time, you're wasting your boss's time exactly. as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it happens most of the time because managers and, and the CEOs and everyone who plan the meetings, they, they have their heart in the right place. They want to inform their employees about something. So it's not they don't do it on purpose, but yeah. they just don't understand that a lot of meetings could be done way faster and in another way yeah, yeah, yeah. and also always the small talk when they start a meeting don't do it i don't care how someone's weekend was just if the meeting starts at nine we start at nine with the first topic and that is such a time waster all the yeah. time like it's it's a shame people after 20 minutes in a meeting they're already on their email they're watching out of the window yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. paying attention anymore yeah they're not you reminded this reminds me of what a boss once said uh, and he said it in Dutch, obviously, but um, out of respect for everybody who's on time, we already started the meeting. Exactly. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the thing I always tell them. Don't wait if there still need to arrive two people. But having said that, let's keep very much in mind that we're both Dutch. Yeah. Um, we, we, as Germanics here in Spain, is known, are known as very quadriculados. Yes. Which I think is an amazing word in Spanish. So how important is the cultural aspect in this here in Spain? I mean, I mean, we don't want to complain about Spanish culture, but it influences a lot in yeah. the way of thinking. Mm -hmm, definitely. No, I love the Spanish culture. That's yeah. why I live here. Exactly. Um, and it's it's more challenge here because they're they love to talk. They love to do everything how they're used to doing it. Um, it's, I always say if they're like, no, but we cannot do this and we cannot do that. I just tell them easily, do you want to have more profit this year? And then they're like, yes, of course, but you cannot help me with that because you're not a sales coach. I said, no, I'm not. But if you work more efficient, you can get done more. Yeah. So that means more revenue for you. Yeah. And then they're most of the time like, oh, okay. And most of the time I also throw in like you know that 
Dutch people are one of the most efficient countries in are working, we? and yes, we are. Okay. And um, and that most of the big businesses come from Holland. Like a lot of industry is coming from Holland. You know that, right? Yeah. So well, maybe then you need to listen to a Dutch girl. I <laughs> <laughs> that one. So I always make like some kind of uh, some kind That's of a, joke with it, yeah. but. I try to explain them and I ask them how is it going right now. So well, not that good because uh, some employees there I don't know and we could do it much better. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. well, if you stay like this, you're never gonna. But playing playing devil's advocate a little bit. Um, I mean, we like to do everything efficiently, uh, quickly, and 4:30 we're going home yeah. because we started work at eight o'clock. We've got a half an hour lunch break. Uh, but it's very impersonal. Yeah. So how does um, how do how do you um, how do you combine the time management strictness with the, with that part of Spanish culture where friendship, having small talk is really important. Yeah. Um, is that something? that you try to explain to CEOs and, and directors of HR as well? Or yeah. how, do, how, do, how do you work with that? I always, like, if you want to have your brain at rest and give it time, you need to have enough breaks. So I always tell them, if you follow the tips with the meetings, do it in a mission, then those things, you actually going to have a little bit more breaks because your brain is in need of it so you have time to go for a coffee or you say every morning we start with the whole company we do a morning coffee mm -hmm. or something like that and then we go to the meeting mm -hmm. because it's directly good for your brain and you still have the cultural thing from Spain of really being with each other and the hour break it's perfect do it yeah yeah, yeah. the hour break how they do it here in Spain with going out to a restaurant and lunch yeah. there I love it yeah. Because that's what we don't do at home. We just have a sandwich at the canteen, or we just walk around for a little bit. But and that's back to it. work. And so they. Let's not forget breakfast, by the way. Yeah. At Ten o'clock here in Spain. Exactly. So those are things they are doing very, very good over here, and I always implement that when I explain them that they should have it. And I think that this answer is really important because I I love talking with people about. Be careful about what you wish for. Don't become too Dutch. Yeah. If I understand you correctly, the Dutch people are the other extreme yeah. of time management. Like we're so focused on being productive for eight hours that we don't make friends at work. And yeah. having a beer with a colleague, exactly. uh, uh, what's the commercial, um, years ago, there was this commercial on TV here in Spain where you see a couple of people going up in an elevator saying and that's like they're going to work yeah all right we, we don't have that in the Netherlands yeah. no in, in Holland it's, it's it's done too less and it's it's another it's too work environmental it's right. all too much work 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 and it's different. Like we organize well, we plan out well, we're more direct and we're more efficient. That's totally true. But there, on the other side, here in Spain, you can really learn about also do more with your colleagues and 
really use the time that you have yeah. also on more fun things and yeah. you can perfectly implement that with being efficient and good time management on your work or at your work what is it on or at your work at work at work um <laughs> but then still having the fun breaks or the coffees with your um with your colleagues so that's something i definitely always yeah in it. but i also let ceos and hr directors know that at some point the small talks need to stop yeah but that's mainly for work i mean a work meeting is a work meeting yeah and the breakfast is breakfast um, because another thing that comes to mind is presencialismo, uh, which doesn't as far as i know have a word in english or in dutch uh, I mean, people spend too much time at the office. Yeah. Um, I think, or I hear a lot of people who say it has a lot to, to do with making friends during work. Um, is it possible to actually reduce the time wasting and put everything back to eight hours a week? Do you think that is achievable here in Spain to keep the time management good? And yeah. It's a challenge. <laughs> of course. But it is possible. But the thing is, um, like, it is all possible, but what I really notice here in Spain, they're really hugging what they're used to. So they're afraid wow. of, of changing the habits they have right now. Yeah. So it could be possible, and also like so many people that work too many hours, um, they all could do that just in their normal hours and still achieve more, yeah. but they need to be open to also give in a little bit, to also maybe have the breakfast, not 45 minutes, but maybe just 30 minutes and, and things like that. So it yeah, is all yeah. possible, but it should be really open for change from out the company. I would love for you, to tell us a short anecdote of something either really extreme or something funny, something you would like to share that you encountered in, in your line of work. I think that would be interesting as well. Um, well, what I always really love is when companies are rejecting my training, that they don't want it. And then they they do respond, but then they say, I'm sorry, but we don't have time for this. And then I'm actually like, that's, but a that's the whole point. Like, and then I'm always like that responding, but that's the whole point why I want to give you this yeah. uh, training so that you'll have more time. And I, I love that, that they're not even noticing that they're actually cutting their own fingers by actually giving me a perfect hook to say, hey, but... That's why I'm here. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. that's actually one of my favorites. Every time I see that, I, and they need to laugh most of the time. They're like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best excuse, right? So no, not really. But it's a standard excuse, right? It's standard. Like we don't that's have fine. time for this now, or um, yeah, not at this moment. We, we kind of fit it in at this moment, but yeah, so. And that's why you need it. That's why you that's, need that's you. That's what I always say. Well, that's why I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> to give you that time. Exactly. All right. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, we've spoken about so many things already. Yeah. Um, do you think that there's anything missing 
that we you really want to mention as well? No, if I talk about time management, I can talk for six days straight. So I, I think the most important things are there, and I think it's just time management is a challenge in each country. It doesn't matter where you are, mm -hmm. but if you're open for it and if you want to have a better life and don't feel stressed and overwhelmed anymore, you really need to take control of your oh, time. That's a hook for me. This is the first time you mentioned stress. Why did you take so much time to mention that word? Stress and overwhelming is for me a bit of the same. It's okay. different, but I always use it as the same because people most of the time don't think they're stressed. They probably say, Gertie, oh, I'm a bit overwhelmed today, my head is full. But they think that stress is only really on when they're really far away. So they don't manage, manage or mention themselves that often if they are stressed or not. Well, they are. Yeah. So I rather use overwhelmed because that's oh. people find it more yeah, touching to themselves. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Wonderful. And that's a ton of information. Uh, I find it really interesting. Uh, I've, I've reacted to a few of your posts as well yes. because I have a definite time management issue as well. <laughs> um, for me also, um, because I've got my sessions with my students, of course, between which I have to plan everything. And on top of that, I need to travel from one place to another. So, so you gave a tip to me. Um, as I, I reacted to one of your LinkedIn posts about the weekly planning, I think mm -hmm. that for a lot of people yeah. that might actually work. Yes, it works for yeah. most people that have like no fixed hours. Yeah, it works the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was actually always talking about the daily planning, always, until I had a client who was in a creative business and she said, but that's not going to work for me. And then I was like, why am I always talking about a daily planning, like a weekly planning, that works also. Yeah. So then I started to implement exactly. that also. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. And we didn't, I mean, we talked about so many things and not even the planning. Yeah. Yeah. So we did indeed, as you mentioned, time management is not just planning, no. there's so many, many other things. All right, awesome. Um, I would like to, unfortunately, because I would love to continue for a lot more time as <laughs> you well. Need to stop someday. At some point, you need to stop. Um, we've mentioned LinkedIn already a few times. Where can people find you? Um, where can people find you? Well, uh, Facebook or LinkedIn. Okay, okay. how? Um, with Just Know How Coaching, at Just Know How Coaching, yeah. uh, my company name on Facebook, and also my um, LinkedIn page from the company is Just Know How Coaching, but I publish more on my personal one, but when you are on my LinkedIn business page, you will see my uh, personal, because right. my name is too difficult to find. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be in the show notes anyway. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. yeah. Would you pronounce it in the Dutch way, please? Stephanie Stegaus. Yes. How do people say it here in Spain? Stegaus. <laughs> it's funny. I always love that they're trying. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's. I, I, I love that, that as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. So they can find you on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Yeah. All right. Good. Then, uh, last question that I wanted to ask. Would you like to recommend somebody who you think should be on the podcast? Uh, I've met a lot of great entrepreneurs and business owners in Spain, on your Madrid. Mm -hmm. And I was actually already thinking about this, this one, and now I lost his name. But I definitely have one, but I don't remember his name anymore. Okay. I'm going to search it up, his name on LinkedIn, and I'm going to send it to you. Because he's a 
He's doing branding here in Madrid, and he also yeah. rebranded the taxis here in Madrid. So he's oh. very interesting business owner. And he's from the UK and living here in Spain, Madrid. Okay. And he's very, uh, I just right. don't remember his name anymore. Sorry. That happens. <laughs> Sometimes happens. All right. Stephanie, thank you so much for uh, for being on the podcast. I yeah, really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you're welcome. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah, and let's thank everybody for listening and for watching as well. Definitely. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank, thank you very you. much. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast with Stephanie Stegelhuis. Again, if you want to contact her, you can find the details in the show notes. And we do invite you to actually contact with her. Also, we'll be back soon with another podcast. It took us a little while it was because I was personally busy uh, otherwise occupied but um, we hope to be back at least every month and hopefully soon we will even have a higher frequency of podcasts for you as well we hope you enjoyed it please share it with your friends people you know um, give us a comment and give us a like and we'll see you next time bye bye